Welcome to Star Warning, a show talking all things lacrosse. I'm your host, Panchito Ojeda, and joining me today is Upper Iowa head coach Aaron Doherty. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. You know, we've had three straight days of rain here in Christiansburg, Virginia, and there's a giant uh, pool in my backyard now. Oh, time to go slip and slide with the kids, right? Uh, they keep asking me to go outside and I'm like, it looks cold and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. How, how's, how's the weather in Iowa? So it's been drizzly right now. It's a little bright out and wants to rain, but it's not sure if it's going to rain. So, um, just enjoying the fact that it's not winter time anymore and there's no snow. You know, I, I lived in, uh, Milwaukee for 12 years oh, yeah. and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the the mere fact that it's not below 32 is like yes i know you start wearing shorts at 40 degree weather <laughs> so excited that it's not you know single digits or negative because last year we had that polar vortex where it was oh my like gosh. a negative yeah. 60 of real feel yeah my wife's family still lives up there in uh near chicago area and and yeah. uh, they tell us the temperatures i'm like oh my gosh yeah. so we were, we were so, we lived such a cush life. We lived in California for a while and it was like, yeah, I used to be like, oh my gosh, it's cold. It's like 45. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, I have a sister um, in North Carolina who's always been like, yeah, it's like 80, 90 degrees today. I'm like, it's January. Why is those the temperatures you get? And I get uh, five degrees. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, but you know, you're you're glutton for punishment because you're from the Northeast, and uh, any anyone who's kind of from that, I find all the folks I run into from the Northeast are all just like so willing to just take on the winter. It's crazy. Oh yeah, because we love the snow. There's nothing like fresh snow on trees and just the calm it creates. Yes, the you know my kids got to experience their first snow, uh, and it wasn't even really snow; it was like a half an inch or something, but. Mm-hmm. They were so fired up. And I remember we looked outside and we're like, you know, when it's snowing, it's awesome. But then when you shovel the driveway, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, good enough. Well, let's, let's, uh, thanks for joining us today. We're stoked to have you and uh, always exciting to talk lacrosse. And so let's, let's get into your story because, you know, it's, I, I find that there's, so many neat intricacies to different stories. And I had a, I had a chance to talk to destiny Johnson from Weber international earlier this week. And like, she didn't even play lacrosse in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny Uh, and I are actually really good friends. We talk on the daily. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, good. Well, I'm glad that we're doing this together as well then, but she, yeah, she was so fun to talk to and such a great story. And so I'm anxious to hear yours. You come highly recommended from a couple of of my friends. And so I'm I'm stoked. So um, let's do it. So, you know, we were talking before the show, you went to West Florida Te- Academy and yep. graduated in 07. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little about, you know, obviously that's outside of Boston, right? Yeah. So it's in Westford, Mass, about 45 minutes outside of Boston. You hear my accent a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, yeah. Whenever I talk of home, it comes out. My players love it. So they always try and get me to talk about home or, or Duncan. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in Westford, Mass, uh, played started playing in the sixth grade our town actually didn't have enough young ladies want to join so I played in Acton Boxborough my first year uh, who is actually our one of our high school's huge rivals so um, oh wow 
Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty funny because I'd be wearing my AB black shirts uh, my freshman year and I'd be like, no, you can't wear that. I'm like, why? Like, I, I love AB. Um, but, you know, obviously I got on the home train pretty quickly. Uh, so went to Westford Academy, played there where the Grey Ghost is our mascot, which is a pretty interesting mascot for sure. So Yeah, that, that makes for some interesting color schemes, I imagine, with your uh, uniforms. Yeah, uh, we were so we were maroon, black, and gray. Um, obviously, white for home because white's always the solid base for any team. But <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, just having we had a little Casper ghost. Um, when my sisters went there, they had this big mean ghost that looked more like a Grim Reaper. But twelve years later, <laughs> I'm coming and it's a Casper looking ghost. So it's like, oh, oh man, we could get we could do a whole podcast just talking about the changing of mascots from like the 1950s to today. It would oh. be. <laughs> Yeah, so, I love seeing those things at um, restaurants and sports clubs where they have the evolution of their their uh, mascot on the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Okay, so you graduated uh, Westford Academy in, in 07, and you head off to Western New England. Yeah. And you talked about that experience as a player. You, you know, you were your coach later at Western New England, but mm-hmm. let's talk about your playing experience there. Um, you you. I want to hear about on the field, but I'm also interested in, in telling your story. You know, you won a number of awards that kind of ran the gamut of different areas of the university. So tell us about that experience as a player and, and kind of a true student athlete. Yeah. So in college, Western New England really allowed me to find myself. Um, I, I was a stellar uh, scholar at Western New England. Like I had a, a 3.8 plus GPA and everything. Um, and I really attributed that to uh, how our program was with uh, Amy Kolpaki in terms of making sure academics always came first uh, and working hard in the classroom and outside on the field, which is something I brought forward with me. Um, so while there, you know, we played in postseason play every single year, which was such a, a great experience. And we actually had an alumni come back to a kickoff banquet and said, you know, when you think about all those postseason games that you get to play, it's almost as if you get another year of playing. And I did the math and she was pretty spot on with that. So um, pretty much jam packed five years of playing time in four years. <laughs> it felt like yeah. the amount of games we played. Uh, we won the ECAC championship three out of my four years there. And then we were regular season champs my senior year of our conference, the Commonwealth Coast Conference. Um, So like I said, while I was there, I I really came out um, of my shell and really worked hard. I was super involved in campus, which is what I like. Um, Even here at Upper Iowa, I still am way over involved on campus, which is great. Um, But, you know, there I won awards for, you know, being involved in community service, being a leader, academics, being a student athlete, um, just a whole bunch of awards like that. And I really tried to spread out what I learned there to uh, what I teach now and even the classes that followed me there, um, you know, trying to be a good mentor to them. So That's awesome. You know, I uh, let's just take a quick side tangent here. You know, how did – how did you, how was your recruiting process such that you ended up at a school that like just fit you so perfectly? Like what was it that, you know, allowed you to get that choice? 
you mean in terms of me going to Western New England or me being at yeah. Upper Iowa? Oh, no, no. Well, I mean, I'm excited to hear about the Upper Iowa side. Let's talk about your playing side first. So, yeah, as a player, you know, what what was it that connected for you? You know, because I, I obviously players are always trying to figure out like how do I know which school's right? Like, and I always t- I always tell them like this: like, go visit campus. You'll walk on campus, and you'll know. Yeah. And they're always like, how do you know? And I tell them my story. I'm like, well, I went to Marquette and it was Easter weekend and it was rainy and it was like 35 degrees and I'm from Northern Virginia. So like, that's really, really cold to me. And, you know, I get back in the car and my mom's like, I'm sorry, we drove like, you know, 8 billion hours to come to this school. And I'm like, I'm coming here. And she's like, what? (laughs) You know, like, I was like, I just know, you know, like, so was it, was it the same for you? Was there something else that, you know, connected the dots for you? So when I went into my search as a recruit, I really focused on schools that had my major. Um, and Western New England had sport management through their school of business. And that was really appealing to me. Uh, I think I went to Western New England, trying to think I went to an open house, an overnight visit. I came and saw a game. I, I went there like three or four times before I committed. Um, and it was actually between them, Sanu, and I hope my teammates don't send me angry text messages for this, but Endicott. Endicott is our huge <laughs> conference rival. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling not to say uh, what we call it. Um, and really, when it came down to those three, they all had sport management. Sanu had the opportunity for me to play D2 in one of the toughest conferences. I would have started if I had gone there my freshman year. But when I looked at Western New England, it checked a lot of the academic boxes. It, I always look at libraries and it had a great library. It's school of um, business oversaw its sport management because I didn't want a coaching sport management degree. I wanted a business sport management degree because at that point I was thinking I was going to go work at Gillette Stadium for the Patriots. You know, in, in the yeah, that would have been sweet. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I hadn't really been thinking about the coaching route. Um, and then it, once I got on there again and again, um, after I made my decision and went back to visit, I got in the car and I was like, yeah, no, this is definitely the right decision for me. So yeah, it was far enough away from home that, uh, my mom couldn't randomly show up on campus because I was the last one to leave. So I was a little worried about that. Um, but also close enough that she could come to games. And that was important to me because we didn't have all this filming that we have nowadays. Uh, maybe if we had had that back in my day, I would have gone a little bit further away, but. Sure. Sure. No, that, that's, uh, I mean, that's awesome. I think, uh, I think it's great if you can be that. I always tell guys, you know, three hours, five hours from home is a great distance. You know, otherwise you might as well just be a plane flight. And if you're a plane flight, you can kind of go anywhere. So, exactly. um, that's awesome. What a great experience. I'm, I'm pumped to see that. And you guys had a lot of success as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, so you graduate Western New England in 2011. And as you just said, you know, you were thinking you'd go work for the Patriots. So I'm assuming that, you know, you just decided that you were better than the Patriots and wanted to do something different. And, you know, what prompted you to start coaching at St. Anselm? Well, I don't know if anyone can be better than the Patriots. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I'm a, I'm a Redskins fan, so I had to give at least some sort of dig because we haven't won a game since like I don't know, like '80s. So, well, to preface, I've been a Patriots fan since Bledsoe was the QB. So 
So I'm not oh. one of those bandwagon Tom Brady jumped on it. Like I like them even when they were not good. So little known fact, little known fact, Bledsoe, uh, his kid played high school lacrosse in on the West Coast in Oregon, up in Bend, Oregon, and then he attended Cal Poly. Oh. Um, although he did not, he did not plan on playing for that team. I don't think for more than a year, maybe a half a year, but he was a lacrosse guy. Um, and attended Cal Poly. Yeah, it was a bummer. He didn't play because he was a solid player. So well, Anyways. it's funny how football and lacrosse, especially on the men's side is so integrated. Cause I think of, of, uh, Bill Belichick there and then his daughter over at Holy Cross and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's rampant too. The, the junior Seau, his kid, Jake played at, uh, Duke. And I feel like there's a couple other football stars out. Uh, the Meyer kid, Rick Meyer's son, Morrison, plays at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a Mora kid. Jim Mora's kid plays at USC. I mean, the list goes on. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. very bizarre. And that's just the boys' side. I'm sure there's a lot of daughters in that grouping that also play. I just don't know who they are. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I totally hear yeah. you on that. <laughs> a- anyway, so tangentially, let's get back to what we're talking about. So so St. Anselm, what's, what spawned you to, to get into that coaching gig? Prospect Connect is excited to announce the launch of Beacon, a completely free companion app for aspiring collegiate athletes. Beacon is the new standard for a student-athlete looking to be seen while competing on the road at a tournament, recruiting event, sports combine, or even at a local high school game. Once your Beacon is activated, college recruiters now know who you are. Using state-of-the-art geolocation technology, college coaches and recruiters physically nearby or even watching via live broadcast now have instant access to your up-to-date profile, athlete vitals, and contact information. Download Beacon for free today on your Apple or Android device. For more information, visit prospectconnect.com and be sure to follow at Prospect Connect on all social media channels. Don't forget, Prospect Connect is spelled Prospect C-N-N-C-T. Prospect Connect, athlete recruiting mobilized. Yeah, so St. Anselm's was a position that I saw on the NCAA job boards. And, um, really I came home from college, was trying to figure out what to do. And I was working four jobs. I was coaching there. I was an intern for the GNAC under Joe Walsh, uh, working at our local hotel and then looking, working at Joanne Fabrics. Um, cause I was really trying to save up to be able to be on my own two feet. And, um, I saw the position posted, I interviewed with Holly Drown. And I was just amazed at her vision and what she wanted to do with the university and team. And uh, she wanted someone to come in and work with her goalies. And I was like, hey, I was a goalie in college. I know how to do it. Usually that was my position uh, group when we uh, did camps and stuff at Western New England. So I kind of knew what I was doing. And um, we had a great run there. We became nationally ranked for the first time in program history, uh, you know, Northeast 10. I like to say is the only women's lacrosse conference where you can be nationally ranked and still not make the playoffs in your oh, wow. conference. Yeah. Cause we were top 15 in the nation and it came down to our last game against the uh, university of new Haven. Uh, and we lost and we didn't even make playoffs. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. It was, it was so hard. Uh, there was a lot of crying on the bus ride home that day. So. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks big time, mm-hmm. but uh, that's a heck of a run. I mean, what a cool opportunity that was presented, and 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 goalie coaches are oh my gosh, so needed. We need more goalie coaches. Yeah, yeah. 
It's awesome that a goalie is in coaching because I, I swear I'm always looking for coaches for the goalies. Always. Um, Just make sure they step. That's the hardest thing to teach is stepping, stepping towards the ball. It's not natural to want to move towards a solid rubber object going 30 to 80 miles per an hour. So. Yeah. I mean, the, we always say like if your goalie's totally normal, that maybe, maybe it's not the right person to be in goal. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, we're, we're all a little screw loose in the head a bit, but that's what also makes us so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, my my goalie here at Tech is is a blast. All, all three of them are are awesome. They're super fun kids, and they they all stand there and take bullets, man. No no worries. So that's a great uh, that's a great opportunity. And so you you coach there for a year, and then the opportunity to, to go back, you know, I'll call it home, uh, and get a master's while also coaching presented itself, and it was too good to turn down. So tell us about your your chance to go back and coach with your coach. Yeah, so I ended up interviewing because I was still looking for a full-time job or some GA ship. Um, and I got presented a job at Western New England University in their uh, university events office. Uh, so it would pay for my master's. I didn't have to worry about, you know, the concern that after I finished, you know, getting my master's that I would end up being on the job hunt again. I could take my time with, with where I went next, uh, which was really appealing to me. So I try and encourage those that are graduating, hey, you know, GAs are great, but maybe look for a full-time position at a university so that right. once you get your master's done at your own time, uh, you have that capability to still afford your bills and you're not worrying about it afterwards. Um, right. And I remember the day I interviewed, I stopped by practice, you know, new alum, my friends are still on the team, my teammates, you know, still three years of, of people I played with there. And, um, my coach looked at me and she's like, if you get the job, can you come coach here with me? And I was like, are you serious? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And you were, you were probably thrilled to be like giving back to your team in that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just to work under Amy Kopacki was amazing. It was great to play with, with her. Um, still to this day, though, when I hear her say, you know, get on the line. <laughs> My first, I'm taking a step towards the line. I I'm still not programmed out of my brain that I don't need to get on the line anymore. <laughs> you, um, you're the first coach to run sprints with the team, you know, on, <laughs> by accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. Um, now I'm the one saying it. Whereas before we'd hear that and be like, oh, no. Oh, no. Who screwed up? Uh, Why is coach saying get on the line? Uh-oh. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, that's funny. What a cool job. What a cool opportunity for yourself. For sure. And it was great coming back and being a golden bear again. And I give anything to do it again. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you, you never know. The world takes uh, weird turns and that opportunity may arise again. Uh, but then you got a chance to, to get your first head coaching gig um, in 2016 with Bay Path University. And you know, tell us about that process from transitioning from an assistant coach to a head coach. I don't think anyone ever feels ready to transition from AC to HC. Uh, yeah. I got a call from someone in my network saying, hey, Bay Path needs a coach. Uh, you're in the area. You'd be great as their HC. Why don't you interview for it? So I went and interviewed for it. I got offered the job, and it was a really great experience. I I loved that team. That was we didn't win one game that season at all, but they made me so proud. I remember we came off of a game. Uh, one of, it was against a team in Boston, and uh, there it is again. The accent. 
Yeah, I was say, I heard it. <laughs> uh, so we came off the field uh, against a, a team in Boston, and the refs were like, you know, your, your ladies played such amazing defense. They were great. We know you lost, but that was amazing. And I just remember crying tears of joy and, and pride. Uh, ooh, I hope you don't, can't hear my cat meowing in the background. Oh, we definitely, we definitely can, but it's totally cool. Okay. Yeah. Wait, we're, we're an animal friendly podcast. Okay, good. Uh, my cat, I like to say that she's the Betty White of cats cause, um, <laughs> it's her, it's her world. I just live in it. Right. Uh, and she's 18 years old. So, you know, can't teach old cats new tricks. No, no. At 18, you know, it's better that they just have a, a good day. Every day is a good day, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's very much, uh, she's not one of those mean cats. She's a snuggle monster. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so Bay Path was a great opportunity. I loved that team. Um, I still talked to a few of the players from that time. Uh, then I went to St. Joe's and then now I'm here at Upper Iowa. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. You had a great experience at Bay Path. And then, you know, tell us about this Upper Iowa opportunity. I mean, big move off the East coast, you move to the Midwest and you have, you know, it's kind of, it's a new program, right? Yeah. Brand new program. So building from, from scratch, like how did you feel about that excitement? Oh, I think all the, all the feelings you can possibly feel excited, nervous, scared, just like adventurous. Um, I, I think uh, my three years here, I, I don't think there's an emotion I haven't felt. Um, so, <laughs> uh, that's honest, a good way of putting it. Yeah, especially that recruitment year. Um, so, yeah, the I saw the position open. Um, I was I, I was a head coach at Bay Path in University of St. Joseph's in Connecticut, but they were part time uh, positions, and starting to get in my late twenties. Couldn't, couldn't keep doing the part-time with the pay-the-bills job. It was getting too much. Uh, uh, like, all right, I need to find a full-time job. So went and found this. Um, and it's been a great experience. I, I love who I work for. Uh, my direct report is Danielle Cushion. She's amazing to work for. Uh, very supportive. Uh, she's become a great mentor. And um, I try and have the things that she teaches me, I try and incorporate with my players so that they learn or I use her Jedi mind tricks on, on them. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I was a, a sneaky, cool state. So I, uh, like I told you at the beginning, I, I lived in Milwaukee for 10 years and we, I went to Marquette and so we played university of Iowa and Iowa state and some of the Minneapolis teams, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, um, Duluth and like uh, Minnesota State Mankato, and so I've kind of been through some of these Iowa areas, and you know I don't, I always say like I don't want to live in Iowa, but I, I say it kind of like tongue in cheek because I actually think Iowa's a pretty cool, pretty cool area. It's got some like really good character and people, and yeah. Oh yeah, it's some of the best people I've ever come around. Uh, to be honest, um, I, I don't know how to describe it because I'm a New Englander. And when I first came, huh? I said, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I thought you said, wait. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When I first moved out here, they'd be like, oh, how are you doing? And when you say that to a New Englander that you don't know, they look at you like, what do you want? 
like, yeah. What, I, what are you trying to sell me? <laughs> and here they're like, no, I really want to know how you how you are. Um, so it's easier to make some friendships here. And um, what I love about Upper Iowa is that there is such a sense of community that I get to work with different departments on campus to make the university and the student experience better here. Um, and, you know, that's what I loved at Western New England. And that's, you know, a chance I get to have as a head coach here at Upper Iowa. So That's outstanding. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your, your team and how your 2020 season was kind of coming along. I mean, obviously new programs, so you guys are probably facing a lot of uphill challenges just in terms of getting – you know, recruits on campus and, and building a program, it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight. So no, it doesn't. I wish it did. Um, so, uh, yeah. So the closest high school team actually to upper Iowa that has girls lacrosse is in Rochester, Minnesota, and they're two hours away. That's a long drive for a Tuesday night game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. And, uh, so it was very different than new England where, you know, you throw a stone and, boom, there's a, a hundred teams you can go to. Um, so it was a lot of time on the road recruiting in Minneapolis area, Chicago area. Um, but the nice thing is about the lacrosse community is everyone's very welcoming. Right. And, you know, they're like, yeah, come stop by our practice. Yeah, come talk to our ladies after our game. Um, so that was great. Uh, in terms of my team this year, uh, you know, we have team two on campus. Uh, sure. So that's the second uh recruitment classes come in uh team three will be here hopefully this fall um and i i love my team they're a great group of young ladies they're hilarious they keep me on my toes for sure um <laughs> i'm so, sure sometimes i feel like it's hurting cats at, at practice a little bit because uh, they just they get so excited to be out there and be around each other <laughs> right that's great though yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, we had one game before our season came to a close, which was so heartbreaking. We were about to play our second game, our first conference game, when we got the word that it just wasn't going to happen. Um, and we lost our first game 18-7. to um, We had to play a couple of men down because of injuries. Um, the flu really took us out this year. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, it was not the greatest experience, uh, in terms of the flu. I mean, it even took me out. So it's brutal. Yeah. And, um, we had a couple of injuries that were just coming back, but what I really love about my ladies there is I just told them, it was like, I don't matter. It doesn't matter to me how this game goes. What I care that, you know, is that I love you and I'm proud of you. And I just want you to work your butt off. Um, obviously I cared about whether or not we won or lost, but I wanted them to know that, I love them and I was proud of them. And, you know, when we were still down at halftime, I said, you know, nothing's changed. I still love you all. I'm still incredibly proud of you all. And uh, we came back with a little bit of a run. I think we made the other team a little nervous because they started putting on more people on the field. They were playing down to us and then started putting more people on the field. Um, right. But at 18 to 7 for our first showing, yeah, we may have lost, but the fact that we scored seven goals in our first showing, I think, was really great. We didn't get blown out. So. Yeah, I mean, so much of what you're trying to do is is just like build some confidence so that the the team feels good about competing. You know, it's so hard to 
Uh, it's so hard when you you're just getting going. So uh, yeah, I think it's completely respectable, and um, it's awesome that you guys put winning aside and focused on the players and their experience. Um, you know, any any player that straps on the jersey, uh, well, you don't really strap a jersey on; you strap on a helmet. But I was trying to like <laughs> keep the boys reference when talking about girls, so that didn't make any sense. So anytime you put the jersey on, uh, you know, you, you want to compete to the best of your ability, but. If as long as you do that, then the outcome will usually takes care of itself. So I'm sure your girls are, are probably have something to build on, right? Like seven goals in opening game isn't a bad day. No, 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 not at all. That's awesome. So, you know, as you kind of look ahead to 2021, you know, what are you, what are you most excited about for next year? uh, Let me restate besides just like actually playing lacrosse again, which I think all of us are just like, yes, I know. I was trying to think of something that wasn't the cliche answer right there, just to be back on the field with my ladies, um, which is totally true. I, I miss them right. so much. I One was driving through town the other day, and she called me up. She's like, Coach, are you at home? And I'm like, yeah, come out to your front yard. And she and her family were in her car, and they were honking their horn at me, and I just broke down into tears because I just missed them so much. And oh, I, awesome. on the phone, I was like, you have no idea how much that means to me. Um, right. I love you guys like be safe um, and I'm always excited to see them but um, yeah I, I, in 2021 I'm excited for us to get out there and, and compete um, and do some things that we haven't been able to do in the past because of numbers uh, illness um, you know just the the issues that you might run into when you are, have a new sport at a school or a place that uh has never had the sport before. So now we've run through those kinks. So it'll be more um, seamless, which I I love. I'm a type A personality. I like zero kinks. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, so I'm excited for that and to see them and see how they come together as team three with the new incoming freshmen who um, are a pretty interesting bunch as well. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, we, uh, we're excited for you guys to pick on the field and always excited to see the sport of lacrosse grow and always good to see, you know, people will, willing to leave that kind of quote unquote, their comfort zone and go grow the sport. So I commend you for taking the leap to move from, you know, the new England area to, to Iowa, which I'm sure, you know, had its question marks when you were thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sure. we, yeah. You want to tell us about that, that thought yeah. process? I mean, I was, <laughs> Yeah, like how do you move from Massachusetts to Iowa? Uh, right. It was a three-day journey with my U-Haul, towing my car with the dog and the cat in the cab with me. I do not recommend. Um, but at, you know, it was a chance for a fresh start. I really wanted a fresh start, uh, come out and do something, go up in division again. I loved D2 when I was at St. A's, and to be able to go back to it, I think it's the best of D1 and the best of D3 just mixed in there. Um right. And Upper Iowa has amazing facilities, especially our stadium that we share with football. Oh, so gorgeous. So it was really I fell in love with the field. I'm, I love stadiums. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I, I want to kind of go on a road trip stadium tour of all the different football and lacrosse stadiums. But anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so cool. um, but I really liked the people here and it felt like home. Um, I probably should have checked uh, where the closest Dunkin' Donuts was. Cause it's 45 minutes away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that I, was a bit of a transition. Yeah. When I moved to California, there, there was no Dunkin' Donuts 
and I remember thinking to myself like, oh my gosh. And then they made, they built one finally in our town and I was like, yes. And I'd go there a lot. Their coffee's the best. I mean, it's, it's better than anything you can find. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not really into Starbucks, but even the closest Starbucks is 45 minutes away. We have, oh, we wow. have a local coffee shop though in West Union um, called Euphoria Coffee and they roast their coffee beans there and it's amazing. Oh, well, that's really cool. That You know what? That's uh, a little small town living for you, right? Right. Um, so. And so I enjoy those. I mean, the coffee ladies at school know who I am. We're Facebook friends. Um, they they see me coming through the doors. And if I ordered the same thing every single time, I'm sure it'd be ready for me before I even made it to their counter. But that's I clearly have uh, an exploratory gene in my body, an adventurous one, because I'm always trying something new, such as moving from Massachusetts to Iowa. Uh, but I mean, I also grew up in a family where I have siblings that are in the military, so I saw them move around a lot. And so it made it less scary for me to want to move around and and go places. Um, but yeah, it's great opportunity and that's why I moved out here. Um, so. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, where can we, uh, where can we find you on social media? Oh yeah. So at UIU underscore W-L-A-X. So I can spell it out like the military. You want me to do that? Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uniform, indigo, uniform, underscore, whiskey, lima, alpha, x-ray. Okay, that was wicked cool. I can't do that, but I'll remember for next time. And, uh, and Coach, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we had a great time talking to you and wishing you the best of luck next year with uh, Up Iowa. And for all of you who are listening to Stall Warning, thank you for listening to this installment of Stall Warning. You can follow us on social at 101 underscore LAX. That's on Instagram. And on Twitter and Facebook at 101 Lacrosse. Until next time, see ya.